We're back in, and uh, we've got Stephanie Smith with us, as we said, right here on Truth 101 WXJC with the Alabama Policy Institute and uh, a good friend of mine as well. And so, Stephanie, uh, been a little while since we've had you on the radio, although you and I talk all the time, but it's good to have <laughs> you back right. on the air with us. Yeah, it's good to be on air, and uh, it's, it's been nice to forge a friendship and an alliance with you and with ALCAP, and uh, it's, good to be, it's good to be on with you. Yeah, why have you not been on more recently? What what's the problem? Is it me or you? <laughs> uh, it's probably both of us. But we're working on a lot of the same issues, so there's no reason why I shouldn't be on more often. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, we're working we're working hand in hand, so we might as well talk about it publicly. Yeah, t- tell folks uh, just give them the thumbnail on the uh, Policy Institute. So the Alabama Policy Institute was established 35 years ago as a family policy alliance group. Um, James Dobson had the idea to have family policy groups in every single state, and Alabama was one of the first states that was established. Um, Gary Palmer and Tom Parker were the the two that kind of were the leads creating that group, and then it's developed and kind of gone through a couple of different iterations that I took over at API last January. And um, we're for free markets and limited government and strong families. Sounds good to me. Well, I think in, um, in opposition to all of those uh, are the, uh, the attempts to uh, further gambling in our state. Um, it, that that kind of violates all three of those principles, doesn't it? No, it absolutely does. I, I half-jokingly tell people I'm an equal opportunity opponent of gambling. And the reason I say that is because I'm against it for lots of different reasons. Uh, it's not a good limited government proposal because it expands government, it expands bureaucracy, it expands control over people, um, and then also it doesn't um, create a free market because the gambling legislation that we've seen, at least in recent years, you know, kind of chooses winners and losers. It's not, it doesn't create a free market to where people can, you know, competitively bid or competitively, um, you know, be a part of the process. And then thirdly, um, you and I know this, this part of it probably the best, which is from a spiritual standpoint or even just from a practical standpoint, um, the expansion of gambling harms families. It harms uh, women and children, it harms um, people and, and creates a situation where you have increases in all of the negative aspects of society, things like domestic violence, child abuse, addiction, suicide, um, you know, financial hardship, and all sorts of mental health issues. And so uh, the expansion of gambling is something that is really um, hard on families. Well, Stephanie, you know, and we don't have a particular piece of legislation to comment on because uh, mm-hmm. those that are organizing this movement um, are not, uh, they haven't put it out there. So, right. you know, all we can do is go off what we've seen in the past mm-hmm. and talk generally about that. Uh, maybe there'll be something different this time. You know, we can't really say. So we're not, uh, you know, we're not uh, being critical of uh, anyone uh, of a current piece of legislation because it's just not right. out there. We can talk about mm-hmm. what's been out there and what we, you know, might might would come our way. But until we have one, it's hard to speak totally specifically. But we do know some of the arguments being made, mm-hmm. uh, and that one of those arguments is that, uh, you know, by by legalizing gambling, that somehow there would be less gambling than there is now. You know, of the, the illegal right. gambling. Does does that even add up? 
Yeah, that's pretty illogical. So, I mean, just just knowing the process of human nature, we know that that's not going to be true. So when you have a state a state sanctioned function, something that that is allowed by the state or even encouraged or abetted by the state, that's going to increase. So the, I think that the argument, <clears throat> I do think that the argument is valid that there is illegal gambling going on in the state of Alabama. We're not starting from zero gambling in the state of Alabama. That is true. But what is not true is that legalizing something will curtail it. Uh, in fact, we can see by looking at other states that have legalized gambling that not only has it increased access to gambling, it doesn't really curtail the illegal aspects of gambling because what happens is that you have a certain number of gambling operations that are sanctioned by the state that pay taxes and go through the process. And then there's a certain element of the um, gambling industry that's you know, kind of a little bit more of the underbelly of that industry, and they continue to operate illegally and outside of that state system. So the idea that we have illegal gambling and so we need to sanction it and create a commission to control it is really um, you know, not realistic, frankly, and not what we've seen when we study other states. Yeah, illegal uh, illegal gambling, it, it is taking place, but that's just because it's not because it's it's legal. It's illegal. That's an enforcement mm-hmm. issue uh, is, is what it is. And we'll still have the same issue. Uh, people who break the law now and those who allow it to happen will likely continue to do so. All you really do is move the goalpost. Is that a good way to say it? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's also one of those things that it muddies the water. When you have a situation... Um, and that's kind of the argument they're making now is that the, that the water is muddy. It's hard to know what's legal and what's illegal. Law enforcement is having trouble figuring out exactly what's legal and what's illegal, depending on what you know, county you're in, if you're in you know, a city limits or if you're outside the city limits and all of these things. But the truth is our Constitution still says that games of chance are not only illegal but unconstitutional. And so – the truth is there is an illegal gambling going on in the state of Alabama, but one thing is clear about it. It's that it's illegal. Well, it is. Stephanie Smith with Alabama Policy Institute, and uh, your organization has uh, just released a study where you talk about a lot of this in here, but you give a lot of the numbers, the uh, the data, the economics mm-hmm. of, of gambling, uh, not not just talking about here in Alabama, but looking at other states that have uh, right. that have already went ahead of us. You know, we we have a track record to look at. Uh, it seems like we would do it. Uh, tell folks about the uh, the study that you've put out and uh, how they can access it because it's really really good. Yeah, sure. So we decided. Uh, so Alabama Policy Institute has been against the expansion of gambling for 35 years. Um, and we've been talking about the expansion of gambling for that long and even longer. And so the, our, our position has not changed whatsoever. Um, the API uh, is against the expansion of gambling for the reasons that I stated earlier. But what has changed is the nature of gambling. And so in the last time there was a statewide referendum and, and vote on gambling at the ballot box, uh, was 1999. And so a lot has changed in the world since 1999. But one thing that, um, and, and something that has changed is the online portion of betting and the digitizing of betting. And so uh, we wanted to examine, not to see if we would, you know, all of a sudden decide we were for gambling, because we know we're not, but we wanted to see what 
other states have dealt with and what we think that we might be dealing with if an expansion of gambling is created, and then also how those changes in the way people bet would have an impact on the people of Alabama. And the reason we did that was because we want the general public to understand um, you know, what we're talking about. And we want the elected officials who have the opportunity to represent us in the legislative process to understand what they're voting on before they vote on it. For instance, um, the lottery, uh, a, a lot of people advocate for a lottery and say that the people of Alabama would vote for a lottery. Well, it depends on what the definition of lottery is. If a lottery is a piece of paper that you can get once a month from a 7-Eleven when you're getting your gas, that's one thing. It's another thing if it's on every single person's smartphone in the entire state. And so it just really depends on what those definitions are. So we did some examination of what those definitions are, how other states have handled it. And we just wanted to put the information out there so that we all know what we're talking about and we're all singing from that, that same hymn sheet. Yeah, people do think of a lottery as as a paper lottery or in the machine. You know, when you go in uh, to a convenience store or something like that, because mm-hmm. that's what they do when they travel to Florida or Georgia. You know, sure. you stop and you buy a couple or whatever, um, and, and so that's what people relate it to. But but Stephanie, you were the one that showed me, and I've showed it to dozens of people, including a lot mm-hmm. of our legislators. Uh, the Virginia's lottery, and it's valottery.com, yeah. I think. Va is a right. Virginia lottery. And I'll just encourage people, if you know, if you think a lottery, uh, if you want to know what it really looks like, go to Virginia's lottery page and check it out, because it's it's really quite shocking, isn't it? It is shocking, and, and it was shocking to me to see that, um, but so the definition of lottery in Virginia includes instant games. Yep. Well, I went back and looked at the last piece of gambling legislation that was, that was brought and heavily discussed and, and passed. Uh, in the Senate, and it the definition of lottery included those instant games. Yep. And so that's something that was not even discussed in the legislative process that we were both watching um, at the time a couple of years ago. But the, the lottery in Virginia and Georgia and Pennsylvania and, and a few other states include these instant games. And so if you look at it on your phone, you know, it's 35, 40 different games that oh, you can I think, play I think it's more than I think it's more than that. Have you counted them? I haven't counted. Oh, I, I bet it's. It. I, I bet it's a hundred. Well, and it's games like mm-hmm. Gone Fishing and Monopoly and Family Feud and things that are geared toward children, and things that um, you know are, are not what your what not not your grandma's scratch off lottery. Um, you know, on the way to the beach, it, it is different, and it's on every phone, and it's in every person's pocket. And so, I just want people to understand what it is that they're supporting if they support it. Uh, and just be honest about what we're talking about. What we're talking about is a huge expansion of gambling from a handful of illegal locations uh, to putting, basically putting gambling in everybody's living room in the state of Alabama. Well, that's exactly right. And you go on there and those those uh, games are, you can you can put a nickel on it, you know, on your phone, a nickel to win, you know, $15,000 or something like that. And all that right. is is just an entry level. They'll, they'll get you in for a nickel. And then mm-hmm. they and then they will never leave you alone with those games. They will you will be inundated with them on your phone, uh, your your all of your you know devices. You're right. Uh, it, it it's in everyone's pocket. And 
so dangerous and so addictive because it can happen mm-hmm. so quickly, just game after game after game after game, nickel, nickel, nickel. And then the next thing you know, it's more and more and more, and it escalates. That's right. And that's the way uh, the gambling addiction works. Stephanie Smith with the Alabama Policy Institute is with us. Uh, go to alabamapolicy.org, and that uh, study is there on their homepage. You can also access it at PriorityTalkRadio.com on our show notes. It's there as well. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back more with Stephanie all the way until the top of the hour. Stay with us. And we're back in with Stephanie Smith with the Alabama Policy Institute, alabamapolicy.org. Go there for lots of great information, but uh, in particular, we're, we're talking about gambling, and you may want to go there and look at the uh, the new study that they have there on their homepage. It's about 14 pages long. It's 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 a uh, it's an easy read though, and just look at the real um, numbers and the real uh, effects of of what's happened in other states and to other people that uh, that go down this path. And mm-hmm. Stephanie, I think you know that you you know you've you've done well and you know you've spoken the truth when when lots of people start barking because they don't like <laughs> what you've put out. And right. uh, I know you guys have certainly uh, gotten some. Some, uh, some negative publicity from people you really don't mind getting negative publicity from because that means you've hit on something. So um, that, that's been the truth this week, hasn't it? Yeah, it definitely has. And it, it's, one of those, uh, it's one of those things. Uh, somebody sent me a couple of articles, you know, that were criticizing the study, et cetera, and I just said, looks like we're over the target. Because to me, you know, if it's, if it's not valid, um, it, you attack what it actually says. If it is valid, but it's not what you want to hear, then you attack the messenger. And so that's what's happening, and that's perfectly fine. We can, we have, we have no trouble with that, and we stand behind, you know, the information that we put out. Um, and we just want people to understand that there is no free money when it comes to gambling. There really is no product um, being created by gambling. No. What you're, what you're creating is just loss. And so you actually have to create bill, a bill, over a billion dollars worth of loss in order to get, you know, a hundred million, two hundred million into the state coffers. And the problem with that is that we're we're really banking on the losses of fellow Alabamians. And honestly, a lot of times the dashed dreams—they're unrealistic dreams—but they're the dashed dreams of our fellow citizens in order to prop up our state economy and our state uh, government. And we just think that that's the wrong thing to do. Um, there are also economic consequences and budgetary consequences for doing things like that when you um, rely on uncertain revenue for governmental purposes. It is an unstable source of revenue, and it's 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 not a uh, responsible way to budget. And it's also, in in our opinion, at API, it's also an immoral way to budget. Well, that's right. And and if a practice is immoral, like gambling, um, it's going to have I'll just call it immoral consequences. You know, mm-hmm. good doesn't come from bad. Uh, if something is bad then bad's going to come out of it. And so uh, we don't even have to talk about why it's bad. We can just talk about the bad consequences that come right. from it. That, that stands on its own, and that's really what you guys do uh, in this study. Now, we did mention, you know, that, that there is the illegal gambling that goes on in our state, um, right. some counties more than others, no doubt about it. And, and the reason it's, in, it's worse in some counties than others is because uh, sometimes it's a little confusion, I think, it really shouldn't mm-hmm. be. I mean, anybody that wants to know the law, it's not very hard, and 
sure they could call the attorney general's office and could quickly get their questions answered. But um, it's simply because local law enforcement just doesn't enforce the law. They just they just decide not to for whatever reason. And to me, the biggest reason behind that is corruption. Right. And uh, and gambling is corrupt to the core. It's, it's built on greed, and and mm-hmm. that that just leads to corruption. And uh, you know, and so you've got local law, whether it's county or city, mostly county, not enforcing the law. And by somehow we think that um, that's not going to continue to happen if we legalize it in some places in some forms. Like we said before, it's just not law. It's not honest to say that. It's just it's really not. The people that break the law and the and the ones that they corrupt that allow them to break the law are likely just going to continue to do to do so. Is that right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you. And it's one of those uh, frustrating things, too, because you see that even in the counties and the areas where law enforcement is looking the other way, a lot of times the way they find these illegal um, gambling operations is that they've been called for another purpose, meaning they've been called on a, in a, some sort of violence or some sort of a abuse situation. They've mm-hmm. been called. Or an ambulance about, is called, yeah. An, an ambulance is called because of a drug overdose. Um, uh, a drug deal is, is spotted, and then they, they get there and they realize that there are a few slot machines there as well. But that's not accidental. Those things travel together. And so... Uh, it's unrealistic to think that you can look the other way or think that gambling is an innocuous activity when those other negative and illegal activities follow that those operations wherever they go. And so it's got to be frustrating, frankly, to the people who live in the in the areas where these things are cropping up illegally, because um, all of those negative consequences are traveling with those illegal gambling operations. So whether or not, you know, you think that uh, putting a quarter in a slot machine is a, is a horrible thing to do as a human being or not, you have to understand that those negative societal consequences follow gambling everywhere. And it's not just in Alabama. We can see that in other states and we see the negative ramifications of it in other states. And we see other states, having to spend more money on trying to help people out of what they've enabled them to do by having state-sponsored gambling. Yeah, not to mention the burden that it's going to put on local nonprofits and churches because uh, the lives that are affected, uh, well, those people show up. They, they don't go run to the state house looking for help, uh, right. you know, to, to, the legis- to the 140 legislators that voted on it. Uh, they run to the the church down the road, or the uh, the homeless uh, down shelter down the road, mm-hmm. or the people who uh, who they think have money to pay their their power bill or buy their sure. baby formula or diapers. Mm-hmm. Or that's the where they sh- that yeah that's where they show up and that's where the results right. of it come. And unfortunately, a lot of times the people I think on the higher up the suits, so to speak, they don't ever mm-hmm. see that part of it. I, I don't know if they if they maybe they don't realize that that's really there or going to happen. You think? Yeah, I think that maybe sometimes people don't connect the dots and and don't see how they how they just are walking hand in hand. They're they're um, assuming that there are addictions and, and other things at play. And the truth is, they're probably right. There are addictions and other things at play. But giving people false hope and giving people the opportunity um, to use money 
um, for that kind of purpose, knowing that you're going to benefit off of their loss and off of their brokenness is just absolutely the wrong thing to do as individuals, but it's especially the wrong thing to do for the state. Well, Stephanie, tell people what you suggest they do. Uh, I I would suggest that you go to uh, the website, alabamapolicy.org, read this study. Okay, it's 14 pages. You can print it out and read it. It's easy to read, okay? It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, you got a lot of footnotes at the end, which I like. It's hard to argue with those footnotes because those are facts and those are documented. This isn't your opinion. Uh, these, right. are, these are documented facts from state budgets and, uh, and other, uh, you know, other sources that have documented the, uh, m- much of the, the economics and, mm-hmm. the, and, the, and the effects of, uh, of negative uh, economy that gambling brings along with it. Uh, right. But so they can go there, get educated. But then, what do you suggest that people do uh, beyond that? Sh- should we be talking about this at Christmas and talking about it at New Year's with our families? Uh, and then, what do we do after the first of the year? Because it, it, the train is coming down the track, and our state's going to be a different place a year from now if some of us don't get involved. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think it's one of those things. There, are, it feels sometimes like our whole society is spiraling out of control. And it's overwhelming. And gambling is one of those things that sometimes some people say, you know, there's a lot, there are a lot of things going on. Are we really worried about gambling? My answer is always yes. Because the problem is that we're, we're if we expand gambling in the state of Alabama, A, we're, we're one of the holdouts. And I mean that as a positive, yeah. not a negative. Yeah. We are a family-friendly state, intentionally family-friendly. You go down to Gulf Shores, you go down to Orange Beach, can you imagine if you know half of those buildings were casinos instead of you know go kart places yeah. and, and fun restaurants to go with your family? We're intentionally a family friendly state, and we want to stay that way. We're unapologetically pro life. We're unapologetically pro family, and being anti gambling is part of that. So don't hesitate to talk to your friends and family about it. Talk to the talk to your Sunday school class about it. Talk to the people that you talk to on a daily basis basis about how important this is and how the idea that enforcing um, or making legal illegal gambling doesn't make sense. Enforcing the law is what makes sense. And maintaining Alabama to be a family-friendly state is absolutely what all of us should be for. Well, absolutely. We'll have you back on soon to continue the conversation and talk about enforcement. Maybe we can get more on that topic. It's it's a big, Good broad idea. topic. And look, if you don't think uh, the Alabama Gulf Coast can turn out that way, uh, just think that's why you're not going to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And that's, that's right. why people from Louisiana drive right past, right through Mississippi to come to Gulf Shores and Orange Beach because mm-hmm. they don't want to be in the middle of all that. Stephanie Smith, alabamapolicy.org. Thank you, ma'am, for your time, and thank you for all your hard work. We sure do appreciate you. Absolutely. Same here, Greg. All righty.